0: Linda Ballesteros.
1: Welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I'm your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time out of your busy day. I know that we are pulled in so many directions these days, and I'm always honored when someone finds time uh, to listen to the show, and you're going to want to have pen and paper in hand for this, for sure. I was recently reading an article, and the title of the article was, Eye-Opening Statistics, about outsourcing. And I think we have seen a trend, especially since the pandemic, a trend going towards um, small business and even medium-sized businesses looking at for experts outside of the company um, and basically looking for outsource providers. So this article um, went on to say um, accounting is the most outsourced industry sector. 37% of small businesses outsource accounting and finance. I thought that was a huge number, 37% of small businesses. Now, there's also mid-side businesses that uh, take advantage of that as well, but we're going to be talking about that today with Troy Thomas. Uh, Troy is a lifelong entrepreneur, and has opened many businesses, uh, owned many businesses over his career. Currently, Troy is um, part is a partner in the franchise Paramount Tax and Accounting CPA firm. Paramount delivers professional tax and accounting services for individuals and small businesses, small and medium sized businesses. So, um, help please help me in welcoming. Troy to the show. Hey, Troy, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Linda. Pleasure to be here.
1: I am so glad for you to be here, and I think that this is going to be great information for our listeners. Uh, tell me a little bit, Troy, about um, your background and why were you drawn specifically to Paramount
2: well, thank you for that. I've uh, been a lifelong entrepreneur. My family um, owned newspapers, and growing up in in the Indianapolis in the area, Indiana market area, um, really had a you know a need to understand numbers um, in, in owning a business, and as my my father had, uh, you know, his office was uh, in both his office and our house, so we're constantly doing books and. You know, calculating column inches in the newspaper growing up, so had an, an inclination towards that. Uh, went off to school and and got a minor in, in accounting, is what I was doing. But what I really enjoyed was being an owner of businesses. Everything comes back down to your numbers. You know, from whether you're you're just running the day-to-day activity and understanding what's working and what's not working in your business, to ultimately. Everybody that has a business is considering selling it someday or at least valuing it for what it's worth. And, and is, that is driven by your books and, and what you're able to show a potential buyer, even a relative that may take it over, what's the value of your business. So, you know, everything that you do comes back to your numbers in the business world
1: absolutely it does um and so when when you were had that experience with your family business um and seeing your father really put the emphasis on the numbers um is that some of what drew you to paramount
2: yes it, it is but um you know as i was getting into um years in franchising and and um bought businesses sold businesses um, gotten involved in partnerships in different pieces um I always looking for a good independent accounting firm CPA who could handle you know the, the needed evaluations of a business and you don't want just somebody who can who can just crunch numbers you need somebody who understands the facts behind the numbers, and you know, I was I was drawn to um, to this business as I exited my last um, opportunity that was at, and said, you know, what I really like about the businesses, and, and 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 what is the the thing that's needed most that can affect my ability to help other business owners succeed, grow, transition, whatever it is, and 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 it really is understanding you know how a business comes together how it's how it thrives, what it takes, and then ultimately you know the 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 ironic part of this is everything feeds back to taxes, mm-hmm. and so you know is what you pay in taxes how the the uh, decisions that you make in the day to day operations of your business are affected by tax liabilities payroll different things that you have to do. Um, in operating your business. So uh, Paramount is, is a company that specializes in really understanding both the, the accounting part of dealing with small and medium-sized businesses, and then also the tax side of helping those owners maximize their opportunities in what they do with their business. And then obviously, you know, individually, the income that they make flows through to them personally. And how do they take that? How do they deal with that? How do they maximize what they end up earning from the business? Mm
1: -hmm. You know, uh, when people think of um, a a tax, um, a company that does tax, a franchise that offers tax, and they think, oh, well, you know, that's just a couple of times a year. But by what you're describing, Troy, that is not seasonal. That's something that you help them with year round to prepare for those tax seasons. Is that right?
2: That's correct. You know, there are different seasons within the year for taxes, but everybody typically thinks of the you know the first quarter, you know January through April, where your individuals are paying taxes, and most tax companies, especially in the franchise world that you hear of, you know they're they're built for that season. They're built to handle that part of the business, and, and that is when most businesses think about taxes mm-hmm. and what a hit, but businesses don't file taxes until later in the year in most cases. Most of them file extensions and then have their impact of their business later in the year. What you're able to do, though, in, when you work with a business on the day-to-day part of what they do and those owners, there are decisions that happen every month in your business that affects your tax liabilities and what you do. And those decisions have to be made in the year that you incur the income, not Mm. afterwards. Mm. Afterwards, you're forensic at that point. You're going back and just reporting what happened. But if you were truly have an accounting professional who understands the tax, not just putting the numbers together, but the tax ramifications of decisions made, they can truly help you maximize your business opportunities and that's where paramount is is positioned to do that to be able to help individuals not just with the tax ramifications after the fact but to deal with the intelligence that goes in running your businesses with your numbers from your payroll activity to you know your P&L's your write-ups your monthly reports um, your quarterly you know, reports on what you're doing and helping you make those decisions in the day-to-day activity of your business.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, um, what you're describing is something that I'm pretty familiar with, but it almost sounds more like a, um, whether it's a fractional controller or a fractional CFO, um, are those services that you offer um, as well, Troy?
2: Yes, you know, outsourcing of the the CFO suite is something that has has grown drastically, you know, really um since the pandemic as, as you said in your your opening of the show that there has been a market change in that infractional CFOs have been around for for decades and in small and medium-sized companies have utilized parts of that business for years. What's changed though is, you know, with the with the pandemic, what we saw in the United States was, um, you know, in the C-suite level, um, the number one position that that uh, left, retired, mm-hmm. let go, whatever it may be, was the CFO position. Mm-hmm. And a lot of small and medium-sized businesses today cannot find, cannot afford, or or can't manage. Don't know how to uh, to take on and manage a CFO, and so. There, you mentioned controllers. You know, sometimes they'll hire a controller to run the checkbook, but more and more companies today are outsourcing that to experts who can advise them on the the day-to-day operations of the business, the uh, the net effect of their monies and where they're going, the tax ramifications of those of all those decisions, and having that with a professional who understands. Not only the business has some experience in running a business uh, and, and what you might do with yours, but it's a trusted advisor mm-hmm. who on the outside can can really help you today and not limited to just the experience with your business, but with the industry or with the regional market.
1: You know, Troy, I'm wondering if, you know, we talk about how so many things changed um, during and after the pandemic. Um, I know from working with small businesses, many times they promote relatives to that controller position. And it just makes me wonder, and you've probably seen it as well. It just makes me wonder if during the pandemic, then um, it, it was very obvious that they didn't have what it took to run a business in a crisis. Do you see that some of that um, may be another reason that owners, business owners, are looking for, like you said, a, a real trained, educated CFO, uh, CFO and controller.
2: Obviously, and and you you saw that not just in the experience level, but some of the programs that came about. You know, like yeah. the PPP program and understanding I can't just have somebody who can manage a checkbook run my finances. We have to be right. able to apply for these funds, prove you know, what they were worth for the forgiveness, understand the tax side of what we took in, why we took it, and how we can plan for the next two to three years from it, um, the implementation. Implement, implications of some of the purchases, there were some huge opportunities that came out of the pandemic or came during the pandemic and um, companies that, that understood the long-term value of their financial position, able to make quick adjustments to it and have the intelligence to guide and steer their business for the future are the ones you see today succeeding. Mm -hmm. Those companies have, Uh, in most cases, had a professional somewhere either in the business or outsourced on the outside that was able to help the owner um, with those directions during a crisis period. Um, Now, do we see that happening in the future? I surely hope not. But, again, it just proved the point of having somebody good on the outside that's not tied to your day-to-day operations to advise on – the finances of your business and what you see—it's always good to have an outside opinion. Somebody who touches your books and, as a trusted advisor, uh, able to help you with those recommendations, ideas, concepts, and forward thinking of your business is only valuable to uh, to somebody who really is looking to steer the ship more than just what is happening to my business today. Where are we awesome. headed? Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Troy, I'd like to step back just a little bit and go. Let's let's revisit that pandemic situation because, you know, I think it really did um, place a spotlight on weak areas that maybe a company may have struggled with during that time. But as you're talking through this, it makes me think it is even more that is even more important. Uh, That's a perfect example of why a small business, medium-sized business, would want to outsource their accounting and their financing because I would imagine that Paramount was on top of all of the ever-changing, hourly-changing PPP guidelines, and you were able to pass that information on to your customers. Is that right?
2: Yes. And, and, and they're still changing today. You know, today mm-hmm. we see the ERC programs and others that are still uh, dealing with that, this, the pandemic and the outcomes of it today, which are uh, are still very relevant to businesses. in mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the, and the use of, of money, you know, we've got inflation hitting and what does that mean to where you're putting your money in your business? How are you are, Looking at your expenses and the the differentiations between your costs today versus two years ago, your price points today versus two years ago, where are you building and in, in what costs are going to be changing in your business over the next year? You know it, there are there are ever changing factors to the business world which. You know, the, business owners today. Uh, what we see is uh, people are getting more specialized in their mm-hmm. products and services, and the owners that, that that have that experience are driven to pay more attention to the activity of the business and not focused on the numbers, the look backs and the forward thinking of where their uh, their costs are, their expenses, their labor. Uh, where they're headed with their business from a financial standpoint. So good good accountants that that understand that. And, of course, I keep tying back into the taxes, but, you know, again, tax on what you do with your businesses, with your business itself, and and the monies that you generate out of it are a major factor to that. So being able to to have a, a single point that you can cover not just the accounting, but the tax and everything else that goes in with your business and your individual income that comes out of that business is key to trust into one company. And that's what Paramount is built to do.
1: You know, uh, Troy, now that we've kind of gotten a little bit of an idea of what Paramount offers, the services that Paramount offers, let's talk a little bit about what that franchise opportunity looks like because, folks, if you didn't catch it in the beginning, Paramount uh, Tax and Accounting is, is a franchise. So... When someone is – when you are looking for a franchisee, are you looking for a CPA?
2: We have – not necessarily. Of course, we we want CPAs. Most of our franchisees are CPA locations, but we have every office location uh, staffs tax professionals. A tax professional in the United States is is either a tax attorney – a CPA, or an enrolled agent, and an enrolled agent is known as an EA, and they're an enrolled agent um, of the IRS, so they take the test for the IRS uh, to be an enrolled agent. Of course, they don't work for the IRS, but they take the same test that IRS agents take. From there, they are uh, tax professionals. And being able to handle that end of it, the accounting, you know, accounting side of what they do, you know, we teach, we train, we have backshot for, uh, to handle everything that goes in that way. But we have owners who are, who are obviously CPAs, others who are tax, who get their tax professional license. We help them with that and then train them on the other part. But what we're looking for is, is people who ha- either have experience in the industry or are business owners. And, and, you know, myself, I am a a partner with the franchise and handle the franchise sales, but I'm also a franchisee. And Mm -hmm. I own a a CPA firm that I bought and converted to Paramount uh, to help build on the platform that's here. uh, And and if you don't mind me elaborating a little bit about why the industry is is good for this type owner, it's everything we've already talked about it and the ability to help businesses. Okay. But there are two things that plague the CPA industry and the the tax professional industry, if you will, that that handles accounting and tax services. Number one, there are, there are tons of CPA firms out there. They're, They're very intelligent individuals who own those companies and do a very good job, but they, they have two problems generally in their business. Number one, they're really terrible at marketing. And mm-hmm. I'd love to say that, that, that they're good, but the average CPA firm doesn't even have a website. <laughs> so mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. you know, in, in today's world to say, you don't have a website. You know, how do your customers find you? And they word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they built the business that way. So, so they don't market themselves well. Number two is most firms suffer from um, a scaling problem. They don't know how to scale their business. They, the, the, uh, the professionals, the CPA or the accounting professionals that are in the business suffer from calendaritis. In in other words, they fill their calendar and they're done. That's all Mm -hmm. they can take. I can't take any more. And and the idea of growing the business and and building a, a company under their services is very difficult for them to see and manage. So what Paramount has succeeded in doing is, is, Taking a marketing program and helping expose the services that that we that we very you know help customers with and excel on, and putting it out there so that we grow customers at at 20 times the industry average, And, and that in itself is remarkable. So a franchise that that both helps you become an expert, grow the business, but also bring customers directly to your door, to your phone, to your your website, and 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 do those things. Uh, that's what's led us to our biggest level of success.
1: So, as you're saying that, Troy, um, I'm thinking of that independent business um, CPA that has a firm, has a few employees. Um, how is he able to take on additional? customers if he's saying this is all I can take do you help them with a growth plan and whether it's hiring more employees maybe it's um, software whatever it is how do you help them to make their business their CPA practice even bigger than what it was
2: great question the key is really understanding the business and the customers within that business. So depending on how the business is built, uh, we've talked this morning about, about the, uh, uh, you know, businesses and helping them with outsourcing CFO services or accounting programs and, and things like that. There's also the individual uh, part of tax and most CPAs fall on the individual side of tax. They handle businesses, but the day-to-day activities that go within them aren't what makes up the majority of most CPA firms. Mm-hmm. But if you have ones that, that are involved in business, in, in the accounting side of businesses, we can help them by building those services, which then also feed the tax side. Okay? If they're involved in the tax side, we can add the business services to it. And if they have a blend, a good blend of both, well, we can then help them scale the business through exactly what you described, either hiring, training, uh, managing the, the resources within your business through technology, um, outsourcing yourself of some of the functions that handle um, what is key to the business, data entry versus analytical parts of, of working with your clients. So it really is specific to the individual business and what they have, which, we then look at them and, and help them decide what's best for them. The business that I bought, a CPA business that had been in existence for for you know, almost 40 years, uh, had a decent mix of business activity, business clients, and um, you know tax work, tax clients. But I'm able to, as a as a entrepreneur, as a business person, grow both sides by hiring. And then also using software to improve functionality of the business on the day-to-day level.
1: So um, just to be clear, are you a CPA, Troy? No, I am not. Okay. Uh, So I just wanted to make sure people understood that a non-CPA could purchase a CPA practice as long as there are CPAs that work for the company. Is that right? Yes, and we are,
2: we are a CPA firm. So, again, through through what we do with the business, we have CPAs within most of our locations. And honestly, as a non-CPA, you can hire a CPA right. to come in and handle the day-to-day off activities. And we help understand that relationship, what you need to do, how everybody wins within that. And, again, most CPAs – They don't want to market. So me as an individual, you know, I've got two CPAs that work in my business and and two uh, enrolled agents and and then accountants as well. I feed the funnel. I use the paramount system that brings clients. I do that handling of the the clients, which again, most CPAs don't want to do. They don't Mm -hmm. want to have those conversations because that's not their strength. Right. Their strength is processing numbers and putting things together and then explaining um, after the fact of mm-hmm. what they see on paper to your customer. So by, by if an entrepreneur is listening to the show and says, geez, I could really do a good job of talking to people. And if I could partner with the, you know, a CPA and put this together, I could build a business where they could handle the expertise part. I can handle the growth part. Mm-hmm. And we can both win. And then help scale that business is the other side of it, which Paramount helps you do as, a, as an entrepreneur. Or, again, if you're the CPA coming in and it goes, "How do, okay, I could I could see where I, you could help me build the business, but then how do I scale the business to make it bigger than just what I
1: can do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can certainly see that vision. So when someone does come to you, Troy, and say, you know, I I," I'm sold on the Paramount concept and I have a CPA practice. I've got have a CPA firm um, or I am a CPA. How many people do you suggest they start with? You know, maybe they've got one or two in the office, um, but what would be ideal for someone to come out of the gates um, with a Paramount tax and accounting CPA firm?
2: Well, if they're, if they're a a tax professional, CPA, tax attorney, or an enrolled agent and they're starting from scratch, so maybe they worked in an accounting firm or one of the big four and and they decide they want to start their own, build their own business for themselves that they can, they can earn. They really don't need to start with any employees. Again, with what we've got, the software that we use and and everything that we put together, they can begin to build at a very inexpensive cost without having to have their own You know, know, staff, we don't require a retail location. We open up in a business uh, location, a shared office space. Everything we do is designed to keep the cost down. We want to keep our internal costs down for the franchisees and then focus on building the revenue, building the right clients that then you add underneath and build yourself up. And, And that is, again, is very different than most other tax franchises that you will see, which require a a big space with a lot of human resources up front. This is not designed for that. We build um, naturally and smartly at a higher, we're dealing with a higher level client and Mm -hmm. we're dealing, you know, therefore there's usually, uh, there's a higher, not usually, there's a higher billing cost for the expertise and what we're doing. And so therefore you don't need um, a plethora of people just to open up.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, we um, we agreed earlier that most CPAs, most um, accountants, um, they love crutching numbers, they love Excel spreadsheets, and not into marketing. So for that that individual CPA that says, instead of starting my own practice that way, I think I want to buy into uh, to Paramount. How do you help them with the marketing piece of it, since their love is just for the numbers?
2: It's a it's a great question. It it, it really focuses on what we call our four pillars of marketing, and you know the first one is uh, John Wilhelm, our founder, um, who's been you know in this industry his, his whole whole life. Uh, been he's been through a ton of marketing companies, both. digital marketing and print marketing and in in every form and today he's found that the the best thing is is to start with is digital marketing um and we've worked with a a company that that specializes in what we do in helping us succeed in this industry now I, i to be fair they do a wonderful job and we do a great job but our competition, again, as you so aptly put a minute ago, they're, they're not good at it, So the bar isn't super high mm-hmm. in this industry to compete against others for the same level of work. So we succeed in that industry by, 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 by growing um, the digital base first. And that puts us at the top of the industry very quickly for each of our franchise locations. Mm-hmm. The second part of that is getting involved in the local business network. Most individuals right. that, you know, with CPH talking about, again, they're, they're, they're number crunchers. They want to stay behind the desk and handle the, the, the busy work of the, sp- the spreadsheets and everything else that goes with it. But you have to get involved in the business community, joining a, a BNI group or a Chamber of Commerce and just putting yourself out there. It, it, it's ironic because I've been in, involved in in those business networking groups for years, and and it seems that you know everybody's got a question for other business owners that go to those marketing groups, and and it's a great networking piece. But the one individual who always gets asked questions more than anybody else is this the tax and accounting guy? Yeah, yeah. Because because every business, oh my gosh, I need to add a vehicle. You said something about if I bought a certain kind of vehicle, I could write it off. Uh You know, what is that? And and so just being out there and starting that exposure and sharing your business with others will help you build a a grassroots within the local business community. And Mm -hmm. then that builds organically for you as well. Again, very low cost, easy way to expose your business. And we help you do that and understand how to talk it, how to do it, how to succeed in that part of it and then we have a couple other programs that 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 also help you, you know, succeed through referrals and finding look alike customers to the current customers you have and and then uh, other uh, network marketing or broad uh, broadcast marketing pieces um, within your industry.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I, I love that approach, uh, Troy, because it, you're right. You just need to go where the other small businesses, business owners are hanging out and let them know what you do, and then they'll certainly be drawn to you. I tell you what, I need to take a quick commercial break, and um, but when we come back, I know I love stories, and I know my listeners love stories, Troy. Do you have any stories you could share with us when we come back? Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more from Roy Thomas. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. My guest today is Troy Thomas, and he is with Paramount Tax and Accounting CPA Firm Franchise. So, Troy, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have a story that you could share with us.
2: Absolutely. I love to tell stories. And, and I can I share with you today the story I'd like to share is is one of, you know, what does it take to be successful as a franchisee? And this really goes towards, towards any franchise out there, anything that you're that you're going to get into. But most individuals who who join a franchise and buy into franchising haven't had experience with ownership before. And the reason that they join a franchise is for, you know, the onboarding and support to get into the business and the training and, and help that they get. In uh, succeeding over time and building their own business. Yeah, I I, I remember a um, a couple that uh, I worked with a couple of years ago that were very unsure of themselves and and really were were just questioning if if leaving corporate America, getting into their own business was the right move for them. And and of course they're always looking for the validation and the validation from. Yeah, you know, a franchisee who may be already doing it or somebody like them. Um, but they were looking for more than that. They were looking for just somebody to say that they believed in them, that they could believe in themselves. And and the, what it really came down to that, that I, I enjoy working with people and, and helping them find out for them. And sometimes the answer is, no, this probably isn't right for you. You know, and, and it's hard to say that sometimes to people who really want it, but, but what it comes down to is, is passion, determination, and and listening. And, and I remember the couple that we're talking to, and I asked them, I said, you know, first off, do you have a passion for the business? Is this something that you wake up in the morning with and you go, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to make you jump out of bed and, 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 you know, and, and sing like, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're crazy, but, but it does have to make you want to do it. Number two, you have to have a determination. You have to be all in with the business. And you've you got to say, I'm going to make this work. Because in owning a business, it's not all, you know, cherries and cream. It, this mm-hmm. has days where, where you have things that don't go the way you planned or the way you want. You have to have the determination to push through to say, I'm going to make it succeed. And then three, you have to be willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what you do in life, there's always something that you can learn. And from, from positive aspects to negative aspects to, to just people that show up in what you do, especially in franchising where you're buying into a system, you got to be willing to do that. And and that conversation, I, I, I dial back that because I got a call from them uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and they've been in business now. They celebrated their second year, and they said, we just want to reach out um, and really say thank you because, you know, those three things, you know, that you said, we've written down, and we use it every day. Well, every day, we reassess our passion. Um, we make sure that we are determined to succeed not only for the business as a whole, but every day and what we do for that day. And we always ask at the end of the day, did we learn something new? Did we listen and learn something from somebody else? Um, Sometimes learning is something that I don't want to do, and and sometimes it's something that we need to do. Um, And sometimes it's reflecting back on what we were already told, what we were already learning and supposed to do and reassessing the values of it. It was a great conversation, but it, it really, that's the passion that I have, and franchise sales, and and really helping people to find what they need to success, uh, what they need to succeed. Rather, you know, a franchise is not going to run your business for you. You're it's still your business, but if you go into it with the right mindset with a clear understanding of what you want and your passion, your determination and your desire to listen and learn, with your business, whether you have a past you know a, a partner or spouse that's in the business, but just saying i 'm going to do it that's that 's what 's really cool so i I love to tell stories of of individuals who who have learned that in their life and, and hear those stories
1: well, and you know troy you you bring up a really good point that many i I came from a thirty plus year career in banking, so stepping out of that uh, say, and having corporate as being that safety net, knowing that the first and the 15th that I'm going to have something show up in my bank account and, you know, it, and I have holidays and I have vacation and all of the, and insurance and all of those things that come with being part of um, a corporate company, it, it, I can see where people hesitate In making that step and that's where just like you had mentioned um, validations important folks for you know for those of you that don't know what that term is validation is when every franchisor provides contact information for their existing some of their existing franchisees where you can actually talk to them and and talk to people that are doing what you're thinking about doing So I think that that is a real critical step for those individuals stepping out of the um, out of those corporate positions. Are you seeing more people leaving corporate looking for an alternative, especially since the pandemic?
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's more. I mean, we we see it all the time and it doesn't really change i think the numbers of people uh, spiked obviously when when you know businesses shut shut down cut back and those kinds of things but but i would definitely say there is a different mindset of individuals today versus pre pre pandemic um, people realize today that they're not as secure as they thought they were um, that um, yeah, there's a, there's some statistics that that uh, I read back many years ago that uh, generationally uh, the amount of uh, places that an individual will work over their lifetime, and that uh, you know I'm mid 50s, but you know my my parents' generation that they would work at an average of, of three places in their lifetime, and then my generation will work at an average of seven places in their lifetime. And that my my kids' generation, who's they're in their their mid twenties, will work at probably twenty to thirty locations. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And you think about that, you're going, wow. So mm-hmm. what changes? What is the one thing that can really change that that dynamic? And and the, the the problem with why you would work at those places is security. You're you, both the employer and the employee don't have a um, a dedication to each other, that mm-hmm. your value is for what you do today. It's project-driven as opposed to uh, lifetime employment-driven, and that this industry is, you know, the the commercial business industry is not going to change that metric. So if you want to to lock yourself into something that you can build outside of just job hopping, you know, a business is something that allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come without, you know, toil or or work. You know, you're going to have to build it yourself, but it's yours, and it doesn't change. You Mm -hmm. can do with it what you want. So the type of individual that's coming into franchising today for corporate America is looking for a little different thing. It's more about – I see it more about security than it is opportunity.
1: Right. Right. I can certainly see that. Absolutely. You know, Troy, we're getting one other
2: thing in. Absolutely. Please do. I just want to piece, uh, you mentioned validation and, and I'd love to have, uh, I think validation is a very, very important part, but I would encourage anybody listening today. When when you, when you call whatever franchise it is, when you call the franchisees and you, and you talk to them about the business, ask the obvious questions about, you know, how are they doing and so forth. But, but you should be thinking in the back of your head about one word, and that is fit. How mm-hmm. does their story fit in my plans for what I want to do with the business? You know, is their their life, is it what I'm looking for? Is the fit part of the franchisee to what you're looking for, I think, is very important and sometimes overlooked.
1: hmm Mhm you're you're absolutely right and that is one of the things when I'm working with a client Troy that's one of the first things that I talk about is does this fit in your lifestyle because I don't care what the widget is If it doesn't fit in the lifestyle that you have or want to have, then you're setting yourself up for failure. You're going to be working against the success of it. So I think that 100% is definitely true and should be probably one of the first things that you look at. So we are getting close to the end of the show. Tori, if somebody is listening... And maybe they just want to know um, more about the services that Paramount could offer them and their small business. Or maybe they're, they're more interested in that franchise opportunity. Where would they get more information about those two?
2: Well, they can reach out to me directly. Um, they can email me at tthomas at paramount.tax. So unique address and that it's paramount.tax. Also our website, which is paramount.tax. Or if they want to reach out to me directly, my cell phone, it's 772-485-7056. And I'd be happy to point them in the right direction if they would like to work with one of our offices across the country. Or if they're interested in franchising, I'd love to talk to them about the opportunity and see if it's the right fit for them. Perfect.
1: So we're down to those final three questions. And Troy, the first question is, and I think that we've covered some of this uh, already today, but the first question is, if there is someone listening who's considers, considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process?
2: Well, we did talk about probably the thing that I would I would heart back to first is is it the right fit? You you really have to look at the franchise opportunity and decide that for yourself. Nobody can decide that for you. You have to determine that yourself. And the second thing is I would would tell them that you need to understand your ability, Um, your ability and what you are willing to do for the business you're going to build. Again, buying a franchise doesn't, doesn't guarantee success and and it's not, you're, you're not buying a job. You're buying a business that you're going to build. So you have to understand your abilities and your desires, your passion, and your determination. Are you going to um, use that fit within your abilities to succeed?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the second question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee?
2: Again, I'm going to harp back to the same thing I said before, but I'm going to make it three. And it's passion for what you're doing, determination, and then the ability to listen and learn. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of those are so important um, because, there again, um, the ability to be coachable, so to speak, is is really more critical in a franchise than it is And an independent business, because an independent business owner, he can say, I've got the answers. I don't really need anybody to tell me how to run my business. And nine times out of ten, they could use some help in, (laughs) in how to run their business. But a franchisor like Paramount, they already have the blueprint. So having someone that can work the blueprint is important if they want to be successful, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And I would add to that
2: that it's not just the franchisor, that being able to joining a franchise that is set up to where the franchisees help each other. Mm-hmm. Not all are. Not all franchises are built that way. But ones that are built to where the franchisees help each other is even more valuable because you have a team. You have a network built to help each other. I mean, I had a, a client walk in. We talking about business real quick. I had a client walk in the other day that um, last week, that a very, very large restaurant chain um, has uh, seven restaurants and 500 employees uh, across them and wanted us to take on payroll first as part of the overall accounting services. And, and I don't have a single payroll client that, that processes that big of a payroll, and it churns a lot. Restaurant business churns employees all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so – I I was thinking of how to process it using the the, the metrics that we have and and just, hey, you know what? We've got a franchisee out west who does some very large restaurants I know. Um, Let me call him. I picked up the phone, a 15-minute conversation. I got pricing model, uh, time needed, um, onboarding process, and a vendor that could actually help me with doing part of this. If I didn't have that, if I hadn't made that phone call, I Probably would have spent a week in researching, toiling over the numbers, trying to put together a proposal, and it was only a call away to wow. a trusted advisor who
1: is also a partner. What an amazing a resource you have franchise. right there. A Huge resource right there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you take wow.
2: advantage of it, and that's, again, the, one of the other keys to franchising is don't put yourself on an island.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You bought into a franchise. You have a support system. It's not just… The franchisor, it's not just the playbook you have, but it's the other franchisees that share in your success. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So the final question here is, uh, you've been in franchising for a while. What do you see the future of franchising look like?
2: Well, I think it's strong.
1: Um, I I think
2: what we'll see is um, more niche and service businesses um, opening. You know, as we continue to specialize our lives, um, I believe people want more qualified specialists in businesses um, as well as retail food. You know, people are, are, are going away from the, the buy everything, a one-stop shop kind of thing and looking for, for uh, you know, excellence within their products and services mm-hmm. that they're getting. They want an expert who understands and can handle the thing that they do well. Um, you know, I think franchisees need to look for businesses that can give them that differentiator from the competition. Um, mm-hmm. They also need to make sure that they they understand the marketing side that allows them to deliver their story because that is so very critical to business today. so as franchisors continue to uh, improve that model and and look to specificities within their branding and what they do what makes them different what sets them out what's their excellence you know i think the industry will continue to succeed on on those points
1: I think you're right, 100% there. We are seeing more and more unique industries um, embrace that franchise business model, and I think we're going to continue to see that. Again, Troy, um, it has been great having you on the show. One more time, if someone is interested in finding out more about Paramount, whether it is the service you offer or the franchise opportunity, where would they go to find more information?
2: Website is paramount.tax, P-A-R-A-M-O-U-N-T.tax, or they can reach out to me by email at tthomas, that's T-T-H-O-M-A-S, at paramount.tax, or they can call me directly on my cell, which is 772-485-7056. Wonderful.
1: Troy, it has been great having you on the show. I really love the Paramount model. I think that it is going, there's going to be more and more demand for what you're offering. So I'm really interested in staying in touch with you guys. So thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Linda. Absolutely, you know. So, folks, as an indip- whether you're an independent business owner, uh, maybe you're a CPA and you think, you know, I just need a little bit of help here. I don't. I want to grow the practice and not really sure how to do that. I think Paramount certainly has the answer for that. So, as always, I close out with a quote, and this is a Warren Buffett quote, and he says, "Accounting." is the language of business. So that may make some of you cringe because you're not number crunchers, but if you're not, you're certainly gonna wanna have a trusted advisor in your back pocket that is. Thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time.